Welcome to the ECG podcast for the week of September 20th. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Waterman, joined tonight by Adam Gumbert from Lexington, Kentucky. What's up? We've got Zach Cassell, of course, from Boston, Massachusetts. Pat's 2 0, baby. <laughs> you fucker. Robbie Bobby Miller from Baltimore. How you doing? How you doing? Dolphins 0 2. <laughs> oh my god and speaking of which we got uh, mr george ravelo straight from the tip of america's dick miami florida <laughs> what's up guys they might be 0 and 2 but they've scored 10 points so far so you're in good hands so you're we got the first 20 picks of 2020 so it's cool <laughs> <laughs> the only the only problem is that I'm scored a hundred and <laughs> <laughs> so uh, on uh, this week's show uh, we're going to be talking um, uh, quite a bit of uh, Gears of War five or I'm sorry excuse me Gears five they have dropped the of war got to get used to that still uh, no spoilers so uh, fear not we'll we'll stick mainly to um, our impressions of the game and uh, some of the, the exciting changes I think to the franchise and just general direction we'll talk a little bit about what the future of GameStop may look like and then uh, we'll play a little bit of catch up on what we've been playing. I know uh, quite a few of us have have been playing quite a bit which is awesome. It's that time of year all of a sudden so let's jump right into it. Uh, Gears 5. Um, uh, I think uh, right off of the top I'm going to say a surprisingly strong like fifth entry for the franchise it's always been consistent but uh i think even me who i had pretty high expectations for this game pleasantly surprised really really have been enjoying it uh just in general how's everyone feeling about it how, how are you guys liking it i absolutely love it it's uh i think i've said it before that gears is my favorite franchise and like you said um for a fifth injury in the series this was it's it's crazy how how good this is and it's and it's it sits at the top of not not necessarily right at the top, but like this is right up there with you know the best of them in Gears, which is you know the original trilogy. I think I think this is right back on you know that track of where people didn't think four you know was you know quite there yet. I I, I think five is 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 definitely there. And uh, you know with the whole not seeing a whole lot of the game and we were i remember we were even talking about it we were like whoa man that game comes out next month and we haven't really seen anything like we were a little worried like i i think they put all those worries to bed man i think it killed it i think i i would you know probably a lot of people may not agree but it's my, my personal favorite gears game out of all of them i think as far as you know the complete package but also from a campaign perspective i think gears has always done action really really well and has always had like a fun action story what this game nailed for me that i like never thought that i would enjoy in a gears game is more of those quiet moments i had as much enjoyment in the campaign just letting the world kind of breathe and you know like uh, the environmental storytelling um, the character interactions um, this game has such a strong emotional core like that it just really took me by surprise um you know so yeah like i mean i know a lot of people have fondness for one and two but man, i think man this is just fantastic it's my personal favorite yeah i mean i i can easily see that and you know i'm not done with the campaign yet i have literally been stretching this game as much as i can i have been searching every crevice that i can like you know especially with 
um, the new design for the, I'll put in air quotes, open world mm-hmm. sections of this game, you know? So like, since that's so new for the, for the franchise, I, I have just been scouring, you know, those areas and, and that, that skiff is just, it's, it's fun to drive. Like it's easy to drive. So it's fun to drive. Um, the areas like aren't too big that you're like, Oh, I got to go all the way over there. Like you're there pretty quickly, but it is still kind of a big area. Um, it's just, man, they, they killed it. The game is just absolutely, I'm playing on a 4k TV on Xbox one. And this game is easily one of the best looking games of the generation for sure. Oh yeah, 100% agree. I think it may be, uh, maybe the the best looking game of the generation. It's certainly up there. Um, but we'll get into some of the the details in a second. I'm just curious, um, Adam. Um, so, uh, how far have you gotten? Uh, what are your just your general impressions with the game? Do you like it? Not like it? Oh yeah, no, the game's dope. Uh, probably at the moment one of the better games of the year. Uh, I have beaten the campaign completely. Mm-hmm. Uh, did all the side stuff. I'm just missing collectibles. I'm not going to go back for those. Yes, but everything else has been 100. percented uh, I'm going to start getting into the other stuff. That I mean, I guess there's so much in this game. It's ridiculous, and everything looks good. Like I want to get into horde, but I need a group, and I need to have time for it. Multiplayer is always a good time. I got to. No, I don't. No one's talked about um, escape. I want to try that out and see how that is too. I, I, I haven't it. tried it yet. Like I, oh, my goal is. Once things settle down a bit, like between, uh, you know, Borderlands, oh, Destiny, Shadows, Keep, it's just going to be a busy fall. I do want to carve some time so I can play some of those modes because I've always enjoyed kicking around, you know, for like an hour or two to play Horde mode. I've never been much of a multiplayer game, but I've heard Escape is a lot of frantic fun. So, um, yeah, I'm with you, man. Got to play work. Batista in some multiplayer. <laughs> love yeah. that. I love all the extra characters, dude. There. Sarah Connor is awesome, and yeah, it's all dope. But especially going to the story mode, first of all, I do think it it might be my favorite campaign just with everything that it offers, but all the uh, all the actors are so good. All those characters are amazing. I love every one of them. They, they nailed that part for sure. I saw a pretty apt comparison. Again, won't talk spo- story spoilers of this as like the Empire Strikes Back of the Gears franchise. And I think that is a very apt comparison. Um, you know, even, uh, you know, um, through, with like the first act, right? Like, you know, um, you can kind of see they're taking that direction where things get pretty dark pretty quick. Um, and you see these characters relying on each other. Um, there's a lot of sort of, uh, moments where people uh, lose a bit of hope and um, like I, I man I just like I said the, the tone of this game was just it took me completely by surprise I had a lot of things that I com- I really have grown to expect from Gears it's still fundamentally a Gears game but there's a lot that uh, was you know a pleasant surprise and, and you know, just the best way possible uh, uh, Mr. Miller have you uh, have you ever played a Gears game before uh, have you played I, this one I, I have a love-hate relationship with it. I mm-hmm. bought it when I bought, I think it was Gears 3, maybe, when I bought a, a 360. That was mm-hmm. my first and only 360, and I returned my 360 and Gears uh, the same day. I just never could get into it, but I did download 5. Uh, I've heard good things. I just didn't know or have friends on Xbox. Most of my friends played PlayStation or, or didn't play games. Uh, so I, I never could get into the gears. I've always heard good things, but I just never had a chance to play with other people and whatnot. Uh, so I, I kind of missed out, but I did just download it because it's on the, uh, game or not games with gold. 
It's game on pass. the uh, Game Pass, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I just downloaded it and installed it yesterday. So I plan on playing it more this week. So I can uh, tell you from somebody who played the campaign solo, like it, it is definitely just as enjoyable solo as co-op, which I was a little bit hesitant about. My brother and okay. I usually play through the campaigns, but he had he was without uh, internet for almost a week because of the hurricane that rolled through. Um, and uh, there's a lot of cool mechanics with like the robot and stuff that make it far less uh annoying like to play by yourself the ai is still not perfect like you know for your companion but it's far from terrible um and i can like i had a great time playing solo so it's it's nice as that uh george have you checked out i know you played some multiplayer during the beta test have you checked out any of the campaign or anything like that or um, any of the other modes no so i, I played like the first uh, the first like chapter getting into the second one like after that first area, and then you you go back to like uh, I guess like the HQ or mm-hmm. the central city or whatever, yep. and that's kind of where I left off. Gotcha. Um, Bobby, I'll, I'll play like games like that are kind of boring me unless I'm playing with with people. Agreed. Yes. So if you wanna you wanna go through the the campaign co-op, dude, I'm I'm super down and not like in a big rush. Um, the the multiplayer during the I haven't played it since I got the during the beta it was cool. It just had a lot of issues, but. Part of what what other reason why I haven't played much of the multiplayer now is that I've heard that it's I've heard nothing but bad things so far with it being littered with issues uh, stemming from Whoa. connectivity, people being dropped out, and your so technical issues of, more. Not, yeah, not not like nationality because I think the, the the multiplayer during the beta was good when it worked, but I see a lot been seeing a lot that you play against a lot of bots and stuff like that. People drop mm-hmm. out, and I think I think if you drop out, you're not replaced by a player, but you're the bot. That's kind of shitty. That's only in Possibly. quick play. If you play ranked, yeah. that won't happen. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really care too much about ranked. I mean, I, I don't know. I've never really played a Gears game. This is my really my first one. I only played it because it was free. But, uh, yeah, it's it's like I, I, I definitely want to play it. It's just not like I'm not big on playing games like that alone. You know, I just my attention span for it is, is, a, bit, uh, is a bit short, so. Yeah, man, Bobby, we can play some, and then some of you guys want to play some multiplayer. I'm down because that's that's kind of where I shine, anyways. I rarely play campaigns on shooter games, anyways. But this one does look I... good. I will say that game looks very pretty. Oh, I think we're losing you just a just a bit, George. You're uh, just snapping in and out just a tad there. So I have played all the game modes um, kind of extensively. Uh, I'm a big big multiplayer guy in Gears. I love it. And um, Escape is 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 a lot of fun too. It's it's a it's a refreshing like change of pace because you're scrambling for ammo all the time and everything. Like in in the new edition of characters having like special abilities is super cool too. Like I've been leveling up the guy in Escape who um, has a resupply, so that's like pretty sweet. So you can I can put so. Did you guys play like Horde and stuff in Gears Four? Well, mm-hmm. so you know how you got like cards. Yes. All right. So those those are back in in this, and you get like cards, and like for my guy, uh, is like you can mock more targets because his passive ability is when a target dies with your um with your mock on it, that you get like a little boost to your special ability, so like it fills quicker. So you can like level up that card to mock like four or five targets at a time. So, like, every time someone dies, you're just filling it up so you can constantly keep resupplying your team and everything with your special ability. Um, you know, uh, the dude from Halo, like, pops a bubble shield, which is pretty cool uh, for his special ability. Uh, Marcus, I think, automatically shoots headshots for his special ability. 
Um, I think Marcus is only, um, I don't know if you can play Marcus in Escape or not. But yeah, you can play as the robot, uh, Jack, which is super cool. Um, even in campaign, uh, the third player can play as Jack and uh, help out the team all throughout the campaign and everything. And uh, you can also play as him in Horde. And he was super fun. I played as him. We got to like, we got to wave 45. I think, and uh, but I was on the setting where if you die, if your team dies, you have to. It's game over. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but it's super cool, man. Like I had a really good time. Like once you learn how to really like uh, sink into that support role, which is new for Gears. So it's super interesting. You can you know revive teammates from far away. You can um, put a like a healing beam on them, so uh, you can heal them even if they're not down. You can shock the enemies. You can take control of the enemies. You can uh, pick up weapons and bring them to you know your team. You can get one a card that you can get is like when you're carrying a weapon, it'll refill the ammo for the weapon. So there's like all kinds of awesome little things, man. Like the the uh, the Tora duty is um, uh, the thing that I see kind of having mixed reviews right now. Um, so what their tour duty is pretty much a free battle pass. And they'll they'll give you three objectives a day, and those objectives will give you stars. And each level, like the first level, you need three stars or whatever to um, advance to the next uh, level of the battle pass. The so like your objectives will either be worth one, two, or three stars, depending on like what the objective is, like kill fifteen scions or you know win a match on a certain map or capture a certain amount of rings in a multiplayer mode. So like once you complete the objectives, it'll add the stars and you'll it'll unlock, you know, a mark or a customization item or a skin or something like that. So I think it's uh, a, I think it's, you know, a welcome way um, to unlock cosmetics and everything, you know, just for playing the game, uh, considering how Gears 4 was very, very microtransaction heavy when it came to characters. So. Oh, yeah, I always appreciate when any, a game that has uh, a system where there are microtransactions or cosmetics that are cool that gives you a a clear path forward to progression to get to earn the things that you want to earn. It's nice to have a clear idea where you feel like, you know, that you have a way to unlock what you want to unlock. Um, that's not obtuse. So, yeah, for sure. It's definitely going to be time consuming. I will say that. Like, of course, mm-hmm. because like they lock like it's going to be like a battle pass like there's going to be skins and everything that are available in this battle pass that you know once it's over um those skins aren't going to be available anymore so if you don't make it to whatever level 48 to get the desert kate i think or whatever which is the last skin that you unlock like i don't the way that i think that they made it out to be is like you're not going to be able to get her anymore so like you might only see a few desert kates running around cuz i don't i honestly <laughs> don't see um anyone besides the the hardcore gears of war play is really um achieving you know the fi- the f- full 50 waves of that sure uh so let, let's talk a little bit on um the, some of the updated mechanics I, I did want to focus you you touched on jack which i think is definitely important to talk about and how that functions in the campaign um a bit more and then uh, of course like the open or really like semi open world part of of the game um and how we feel about that, because uh, I think although it's not perfect, I do like like I hope they doubled down on this and refined the semi open world mechanic 
uh, even more like for the next entry. Like, I, did you guys enjoy? Like, I enjoyed exploring around. It was the first time in Gears that I really gave a shit about collectibles because they tied them into the specific locations that the optional locations where you could go and you would follow this story of characters or a place and what went down there and it made the world feel a lot richer than I think a gears has ever felt for me. Like where like there was all this great environmental storytelling and I just had such a great sense of the place. Did you guys feel like that? Did you enjoy it? Yeah, I'll jump in here. Uh, yeah, I, I liked all of it. I did. Like I said, I did all the sides. It's just, it was nice to, if you want to explore and, and do more and get more engaged with the world, you can. Um, I know Chris and Ever, we were playing through a little bit of four and I was talking about like the backstory stuff and it was cool to see that, all that stuff is actually true if you want to go looking for it and find it. Yeah, and I, I think the smart thing that they did is like right off the rip, the first time that I went to somewhere to complete like a side quest type area, they you you get the indication that, hey, there's two more similar locations with similar things that you get for doing the side quest. And if you do those, you get an upgrade for Jack. So you're incentivized, right? It's not, there's no XP or anything like that in Gears, but it's like, hey, if you take the time to do this, you're going to be rewarded with something pretty worthwhile. I mean, I think like, um, you know, some of those pinnacle abilities that they give you for Jack are awesome. Like they really make um, a big difference depending on, you know, how you're specking them out and stuff. So I thought that was just kind of icing on the cake, you know, to, to really incentivize you the first time you go to one of those oh shit like i'm gonna get something cool of course you get the upgrade parts and other stuff too but yeah what about you zach did you uh have you been enjoying that yeah i've i've been loving it um i was super looking forward to getting to those uh you know open uh areas and they really didn't disappoint and man the 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 stock difference between the first one and the second one in terms of like visually and you know it's crazy like how that goes it just ah, man i'm literally in awe it just goes back to what we were saying like the game is so beautiful to go from one environmental extreme to the other environmental extreme and man i was just it felt good to be in the wild you know i feel like all the gears games are so for the most part, yeah, I feel like you're either in these urban, yeah, like environments or you're like in caves, but they still feel very like claustrophobic. Like, I mean, obviously there's some moments and like some of the Gears game, like when you're in the uh, the locusts, like tunnels and stuff were like, you know, the design of them were meant to look big, but you know, they never felt big because of where you could actually go in the map where it was like this, like you really truly feel like you're out in the wilderness, like in the, the snow area and the, you know, the desert are like... You know, you, it, there's a sense of scope there. I don't think that they've ever been able to nail before. So um, it's cool to have that variety. I agree. For sure. And and like like you were saying, there's like the personal story, man, like the the character interactions and everything are just unlike anything that I've I've played in a Gears game before. Like they're constant, you know, um, bickering and they're constant. Um, they flesh out the backstory you know, themselves just by talking, like you'll go into certain areas and like, they'll just start talking about the area they're in or, you know, you'll find a, a collectible, like you said, and, and they'll actually talk about it this time. Like they'll, they'll, you know, say a few sentences a, a, about um, whatever collectible you just picked up, whether schematics for something or a cog tag or, or whatever. And, and I, I've read a couple of the books and everything. So it's like super interesting 
to get more into the UIR and, and that whole side of uh, the conflict that, you know, the human versus human side that you don't really get to see. So, um, yeah, like- without going into too many spoilers, I, I think that's a perfect example, right? I think you hit the nail on the head. Like, so you, you know, you go to that area, you're, you're receiving help from somebody who was on that other side of the conflict in the pendulum wars. And if you, don't explore like you you miss out on a whole like kind of um like sub story that happens through the collectibles where you get their perspective that i think adds a lot of depth to that character and you get a a different kind of understanding right of like the mindset of that person and how they change like over the years as, as things you know happen so yeah definitely and i've been every time i pick something up like i've been reading it like a lot of games like i'll pick up a collectible and i'm just like okay i got it click 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 you know get it out of here um, but I've been reading, um, you know, everything and it's been like super awesome, like to just uh, build the backstory for a world that I've cared about for so long in such an interesting way that um, I didn't really anticipate this franchise going, you know, when I was playing Gears 1 and Gears 2. And it's it's just awesome. And it's really cool because I remember like when Gears 3 came out and it was the first time that you were like in the daytime in Gears of War and they were like, oh, is this going to work? Gears of War going to daylight and blah, blah, blah. And like, you know, the franchise is dark and this isn't dark. And like, I'm so glad that they just fully embraced like that. I know the four looked really good, too, and it was colorful. But like, I just feel like this one's on a, on a whole new level. And as far as like the the open world and stuff and everything, like, yeah, it's cool because, you know, they do incentivize you to go and get those things. But, you know, the story is so good and um, it's paced so well that even if you don't do that, you still get a really good sense of exploration just because of how you how and where you have to travel. You still mm-hmm. get a really good sense of action. You still get a really good sense of um, community between the characters. You still get a really good um, um I don't know. It's just really good. It's just really good flow, whether or not you want to go those side quests. My only thing with the side quests is one got really, really bugged for me. And um, it really kind of threw a threw a damper on it. I, I, I had to like restart a section and I am in the same place that I was. I um like in in the story, I guess. But like I lost a jack ability. Um yeah, that happened to me early in the, like, so before you hit the open world sections, like the end, like towards the end of the first act where like I had put out a tweet because I was so fucking, fr- I had just had like a really tough couple of gunfights and the game, was it the safe, like the auto save glitch where like the, the little thing keeps spinning and it's like, you know, checkpoint saving and it never progresses like the next part of the, you know, scripted events. Is that what happened to you as well? No, um, I did a mission. I did one of the side missions in the desert area. And as you progress the campaign, turns out you have to go back to that area and do the same exact mission. So I, it like, let me do a mission out of order. Oh, and like when I, I was like, Oh, why does this all seem so familiar? I'm like, dude, I've already done this. And, and it was completely like, uh, I was completely like broken the way that it, it worked. And like, I don't want to say anything without getting into spoilers or all that, but like, yeah, um, yeah it can, it kind of like, it kind of put a damper on it. I was like, Oh man, this kind of sucks. <laughs> so in the I snow love- area, the character spoke up. Like I found an area 
that was an objective that I think you're meant to do second. And I think Dell piped up and he was like, you sure you don't want to go to the other uh, place first? And I was like, you know what? Those games have been buggy as fuck. Um, ordinarily, I'd be like, nope, I'm going to just, I'm here. But I tur- I hightailed it and I went back to the other yeah. side of the map where the objective marker was. I was like, you know what? Like, <laughs> I'm not going to risk it because, yeah. Yeah, no, but that, so. like, other than that, like, I started playing. I mean, I didn't stop playing after that happened. Like, I kept going and I powered through and I'm just like, you know what? I'll, I'm going to play the game again with people because I want to play it three players. And, you know, I want to play through as Jack. And um, so I'm gonna go through it again. So I'm, I'll, I'll get you know, uh, the ability that I lost because I'll make sure I do it in the right order to have it fixed by then. Yeah. Um, but I absolutely just cannot wait to beat this game because I'm, I'm so in love with the story. Man, and, there's some stuff we'll talk about that. Ha- I mean, yeah, I can't. I want to do a spoiler episode too because, like, yeah. I just, I really want to go in in the depth with the story because, like I said, they. They killed it. They made it more personal, which I think is exactly what the series needed. I think the um, focus being switched from a phoenix is is th- the right idea. I think um, uh, Kate's story is super interesting. How it ties into you know in the previous games is amazing. Um, I can't, man, I can't stress enough. This is li- literally like. PlayStation had their GOW last year, man. Like Xbox got their GOW this year. Like that reinvented the franchise. I I think like I don't know. I mean, my my personal take is like I, I agree with you that like you know they they took a, a risk and and made you know uh, somewhat of a pivot. I don't know that Gears is that strong of a pivot. Like when compared to God of War, but I it, I do agree with you. Like, it, I mean, it's definitely, you can see a shift. I think they're doing it a little more gradually. Like, like I said, I hope with six that they double down because I'm actually the opposite of you. I always cared about like a couple of the main characters, like in the original Gears trilogy. I liked the characters in Gears 4, but I've n- never given shit one really about the story or world too much. Like I've kind of just been there for, for the action and a little bit of the banter and, and the combat. This is the first game. Like when you hit that village and the beginning of act two out in the snow, again, just keeping away from spoilers. Like I, it took me an hour to get to the objective marker because I just walked around. Like it reminded me of like mass effects, like hitting the Citadel for the first time and just listened to conversations and checked out all the environmental storytelling. Like it felt like such an alive world that I, I just like, I, I really wanted to see what these people have been through and like, kind of see what I could find and like poking around, which like I've never cared about in a gears game. So like that says a lot. Yeah. They, they definitely did a good job at, at um like, I feel like, gears like one two and and even three but three was a lot more personal than two and one mm-hmm. but, yeah, I agree. um but not that you know two had its moments with like maria and everything like oh, the, the series has always had emotional uh you know emotional moments and some and some good character moments but but i mean let's one two and three were pretty much just like blockbuster summer movies even maybe four were like blockbuster summer movies and uh you know gears 5 is is kind of like um kind of like to me it's like logan almost it's like mm-hmm. a super awesome action movie but a great character study at the same time and uh like yeah i really hope that they they double down on this on more personal um tone for the series um you know while still delivering the top notch action that you're known for 
you know, because like there were some from what I've played so far, like I said, there's some fucking awesome moments in this game, man. And and they've thrown they've thrown loops in there in the story like, man, just wait till you hit the final act. That's all I can say, man. I'm, I I can't wait, man. I like it's all I think about. Like, I'm just like, oh, man, even when I'm playing the game, like it's crazy because I'll be playing and I'm like, oh, man, I want to keep exploring. And I do keep exploring. But in the back of my head, I'm like, dude, I want to just fucking beat this game already, man. I got to know what happens. And I'm just I'm. I'm so I'm so interested to see where the internet's been blessedly free of spoilers, in my opinion, like as somebody who hasn't even really been trying to avoid them because I I powered through pretty quick, um, which I'm happy about. It's cool that people are not being dicks about some of the stuff. Um, And again, I I really can't say anything, um, you know, without spoiling it and I wouldn't dream of it. Um, I we'll talk more like I am very curious to see like how they're going to handle like the, uh, the future iterations of the game. So like, um, so yeah, that'd be cool. But before we move on from gears, I just wanted to give a quick shout out to like the weapons, man. Like I feel like, Holy fuck. The, this, uh, the other thing I got out applaud them for is like old weapons, new weapons, like everything feels so fucking good to shoot, man. This is probably the first gears game where, I genuinely like didn't know from moment to moment what I wanted, not because like I wasn't sure it was going to be effective in combat, but just because it all felt so good, like to shoot like the, um, the, a lot of the weapon, like the grenade launcher, um, lancers and the, the fucking weird desert, uh, lancer with like the teeth that the, like the, uh, uh, the, the light machine gun thing. Uh, I like, it's the one that has like the teeth. It's called the like, claw. The claw, that's claw, it. Yeah. It's a light machine gun. Um, yeah. man, like I, I don't you know. Do you, have you guys enjoyed like the? So much of it just felt awesome, to, in my opinion. Like I've loved it. I think this is by far the best gears has ever felt. Um, as far as you know, controls, shooting, everything. I think that the the weight that they added to the guns, you know, the um, the recoil and everything really uh, helped out. Um, I think it balances the game pretty well. I think. Yeah, you're right. Each weapon feels good. Each weapon feels different. So it's not like you pick up the, you know, a weapon and, and it, you know, you'll it feels like you're shooting the other weapons, you know, like each each weapon's got its own, you know, unique feel to it and and it's the new weapons like you said are, are super interesting. The claw like gets more accurate the longer you shoot, but if you shoot for too long, it'll like slow down and only shoot uh, very periodically and you know you're you're doing yourself a disservice by you know continuing to fire that way so you kind of gotta like um space out your shots and everything uh burst fire type deal and you know they got the the flashbang grenade now which in multiplayer is is just uh mm-hmm. it's crazy there's just that's what you start with this so there's just flashbangs left and right and it's uh you know they don't last as long as they do in the single player though thank god worth um, noting too i think jack adds a great dimension to the combat even if you're like i said playing solo like i oh, just yeah. love i to me it felt like you know uh having some of like the biotic abilities and stuff almost in mass effect because you can customize them out and like when you're in combat you can kind of control the flow of battle you know through a, his abilities which really feel like your abilities like i i've was i never felt like it was annoying to use Jack. Like I, it felt like it's very intuitive, very easy uh, too. And switching the abilities on the fly is pretty easy. So like if you're coming up to a stealth section, you know you can swap out this the abilities would aug- augment that. Um, 
uh, it's fucking cool. Like I like I I didn't know how I was gonna feel about that when I heard that was gonna be a part of the combat. And um, I mean, it just it it feels so natural very quickly in my opinion. Anyway, yeah, he he definitely fits in really well, and uh, it's super cool, like you said, because you can kind of um, it's like a change of pace. You can totally approach situations differently depending on you know how you want to play. So they'll say like you'll go up to a section where um it's supposed to be like stealth based and i and i put stealth in air quotes yeah so you can they'll even say they'll be like all right let's uh let's just try and take a few out before they notice us because like yeah because you can just boop hit the button on jack you can go invisible you can go do your thing and and like you were saying so those side quests will give you like once you complete them you get like the most powerful version of a of whatever a certain ability that Jack has. So like his flashbang that he's got, uh, once it's once you do the side mission to level all that all the way up, like you'll do a flashbang and the enemy will flash freeze and they'll turn to ice. So you can like shoot them and they'll just crumble because their ice. Like it's just super cool. Like the different things that he adds, you know, the different layers uh, of strategy that you can do with Yeah, they're super worthwhile, like generous, I think, like with those pinnacle abilities, like the the trap, the shock trap mines, man, I love it. Like one of the, it goes off and then it turns into a bunch of ones that'll go seek out enemies and oh, yeah. shocks them. Like, I mean, Jesus, like, like juvies, like pff, became a non-issue for me once I had that, like when the, normally they're rushing and you're like, ah, and you're trying to just shoot and get away. Like, nah, I just slapped that shit on the ground and like, focus on literally anything else but juvies which felt good because i fucking hate those things so oh especially the ones that got the grenades on them now man. oh yeah come at you like crazy and and yeah like the the barrier one like if you're facing like a grinder or something the barrier when you have reflect on it will just reflect the bullets right back to yeah (laughs) that's cool it's it's super cool like they did a really good job with him and he's he's super easy to use um it's not um like cumbersome at all to um you know, send him to do what he's got to do. He he'll help you on his own. He'll he'll attack people on his own. Um, you know, I've I've been saved multiple times by hitting that stim when I'm down. When someone's about to go, you know, execute me, you hit the stim and then it'll just revive you. Yeah, so, and then your teammates that are down too, which is nice. Yeah, it's 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 really cool. They they did a good job. I can't wait to see how they Im- improve upon him. Re- report back too, by the way, like on how it feels to play him as like an active player, because I think that's kind of a neat concept on paper um on the recent episode of girlfriend reviews if you guys ever uh have seen you know uh that youtube uh channel like she talks about playing through the whole campaign as him so i imagine there's potential there yeah i love playing as him in um the in horde mode so i i can only imagine how cool it is to play as him like in the story mode you know and and help out progress in the story and everything for sure. All right. Well, let's let's move on to uh, to a topic. It sounds like some of us uh, off mic before the show started had some pretty strong feelings on, which is uh, is GameStop. So there were some uh, leaked images of what uh, a you know uh, quote unquote modern or like new GameStop might look like. It's been kind of rumored for a bit that they're going to go into more of a public space, a social hub where you can come hang out. More of that comic book. Uh, you know, shop feel um, where you don't just go there to buy games and merch, but actually to hang out and participate in uh, events and things like that. So uh, let's open up the floor. Anybody want, that wants to weigh in on whether they, you know, not you think that's a, a smart move for them? Uh, what you would want to see? Do we think they're going to last long term? Is that going to stem the hemorrhaging of money that they've been doing for a while? Like, what do you guys think? 
uh i i think it's i think it's super cool the video that they did you guys see the video so, uh, i don't no elaborate yeah so there's a video going around of a of a gamestop employee walking around his new gamestop store and it's exactly that man it's got tv set up it's got couches in there uh they have like old school setups like tube tvs that you can play old school games on um it's just it seems like like you said it's evolving into a more comic book shop type deal where you can go in with your friends after school hang out you know play some video games or whatever um or if you don't you don't have uh maybe if you don't have a lot of friends to play games with that's a good place to you know go meet people who like to play games and everything you know you see someone sitting down playing a game you can go and play with them it's uh it's it's super cool man like they got uh like snack machines in there and they're really like encouraging, um, you know, people to come in and, and you know, uh, relax, really. And and that's obviously, you know, people are the more people that are in there, you know, the, the more apt they add to buy something. So the more inviting it is, which it seems super inviting, like I think it looks super cool. Um, I, I hope it I hope it succeeds, too, because like I, I don't want to see GameStop go away. I'm a physical guy when it comes to my games. So. Um, I would I would like to see it succeed and and hopefully this you know revitalizes it. Do you like it? Sounds cool, but do you actually see yourself going there for that? Me personally, no. But I see it as a great avenue for people. I think it's definitely going to be more targeted at um, the teenage audience. Um, I think it's more going to be uh, people going there after school or whatever. You know, oh, let's go meet up at GameStop um unless know, they man, do I, like tournaments and stuff like that like if they hold yeah. like tournaments and stuff there and and they invite like and they invite like competition and everything and if they that's how they bring traffic to the store like hey you know every friday we're gonna have smash tournaments down at gamestop or whatever like i think that would be super cool like that's how you would get a lot of older people into the the store or to and that's how you would bring a lot of like uh parents into the store too like you know it's just it's i think i think the they need to that i have with it like is like it's it's it, they're obviously super desperate right like, i think their shares are down to like 30 something cents a share right now um and they're trying to do anything to stop the bleeding but like uh, what you're saying sounds super cool for when we were growing up i don't like i think these days like parents are having a hard time getting the kid kids to get out of their out of the house to go even outside so I mean, I don't know. It's seeing them like the the idea of like you know leaving school, stopping on GameStop on the way home. That sounds cool, but I I don't think we're in that environment where that's gonna be a thing. Um, you know, like and and more and more of these kids are growing up. Like if they're targeting that audience, more and more of these kids are growing up with everything digital. Um, so I don't know. They they might be targeting the wrong the wrong group, or it, it might be I don't know. I I don't know. I, I don't have a lot of hope that the GameStop is going to stick around long term. It, it sounds really cool what they're trying to do, but it sounds more of like a nostalgic thing or something that's like, I think they were calling it like the cultural experience. Like, I don't know if stuff like that, like tournaments, things like that are going to actually help them get sales. They need to sell video games, you know? And yeah, but like my, those, those tournaments uh, will bring a lot of traffic in. Yeah. And then you, you, yeah. you know, they could base their sales around when they're going to, you know, tournaments when they know they're going to have the most traffic in the store. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like, I mean, they, they could, they can get people in there. I think they're, they're trying, I think they're taking baby steps, right? Their first, you know, order of business is to get people inside GameStop. 
how they then sell things to them once they're inside. I guess that's the next step. I don't know if they've, they've got that figured out quite yet or if they're thinking that far ahead. But for me, man, like I used to be a physical game guy, but more and more I'm starting to buy things digitally because they're having more and more digital sales. It's so much more convenient. You don't have to like you can pre-install it like like it's ready to go. And even before then, even when I do kind of want a physical game like Amazon will have it delivered to me at 20 percent off for on the same day that the game comes out. So it's like, you know, I was never a big, big fan of GameStop because of like the trade and shit and all that stuff. But, you know, I just feel like I don't think they're offering enough for me personally to want to reinvest in them. I'll go check it out. But, you know, still think I'm buying my stuff elsewhere. I don't know. They're trying, though. They're not going down without a fight. That's for sure. But I, I think it's just a matter of time. I think the main the main thing that hurts GameStop is the fact and I and I the fact that this is they only sell games like that's why the that's why like Walmart will survive Best Buy Best Buy Target and everything because they don't depend on games to make their money games are just there like it's it's a very small portion of their thing GameStop solely relies on you buying their games especially their used games Uh, so um adam i don't mean to call you out but you're you're a dad right like weighing mm-hmm. on this from the perspective of a parent and somebody who's maybe a little closer to the youth i'm not i don't know if, uh zach or bob uh, bobby you're a dad as well so i i'd yeah. be curious to hear from you like both of you guys are dads do your kids talk about gamestop do they ask to go to gamestop like do you think this would get them in the store like does it seem like something like your gut says would entice your kids to go I'll let Bobby go first on this. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, my kids only see GameStop as the video game store uh, mm-hmm. because uh, Toys R Us. I mean, both of mine are young. They're five and two. Uh, okay. So it was uh, they usually go to GameStop to look at uh, the, the the other stuff they have besides games. Uh, mm-hmm. She does. Uh, my daughter does like the Nintendo games, uh, 3DS and the Switch. Uh, and it's it. I honestly say I love my GameStop. Uh, they know me by name. Like when I walk in, uh, it's I've never had a problem with my GameStop. I I am a person who also likes to get my physical copies. Uh, I did for on the PS3. I did do a lot of digital, but then I realized that uh, sometimes it'll lock you out. You don't actually own the games, which is strange to me. Uh, and that's when I went back to physical. But uh having two kids i do i do like having a gamestop i don't know what we would do uh for them to look at game cases or anything else um if gamestop goes under now that walmart is uh fighting with whether video games are controversial or whatnot if they're going to disclude them from certain walmarts or whatnot but uh i i like it for the kids um i've i've never really had a bad experience from our gamestop where we used to live we had a couple of bad experiences uh with like pre-orders not being there and stuff like that. But but also at the same time, as other people said, some of the Amazon pre-orders uh, for physical copies have been way better, even though Amazon uh, seems to no longer give it to you that day. Uh, it seems like it's it's either the next day or two days later, whatever their shipping speed is, which I don't mind because I'm always you doing You pre-order things. it in time. You get they, they specifically have the release date delivery, at least. Everything that yeah, I've see, done. ours used to be like that, but now ours is it, it. We've never gotten it on time. I'd say probably this year with most of the pre-orders we've had, which I don't mind. Yeah. But it's just I know that a lot of my friends complain about it uh, on Twitter and whatnot. But I don't, 
I don't need to play it the exact day it comes out. Honestly, most games, you shouldn't play them when they first came out, in my opinion, because most of them need updates. Uh, but just like Borderlands 3. But it's cool. Uh, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, GameStop, I, I like ours. Uh, I don't think they're going to make it. Uh, I, I'd hope so. Um, as a comic book nerd, uh, and I also had gone to certain stores to play Pokemon uh, card games. Uh, it, I don't see it drawing the crowd that they think they want. Um, I, I just don't see people going to GameStop to sit on the couch to play games with each other. I think most video gamers are, uh, they introvert themselves into their own games. Um, and I, I, I would like to see them succeed, but I honestly don't think that GameStop can much longer unless they turn into like a Chuck E. Cheese where they let you play the games before you buy. That that thing, kind of what you point out, brings me to another point. Like, I think these days, especially like younger kids, and I, and I talk about this with some kids in my family, um, my brother-in-law, who's, he's 19 now, he stopped playing video games, but kind of growing up, like a lot of kids these days, like they don't go over to each other's houses to play video games. Like they, they their, their, their multiplayer connection is online. Like you at your house, me yeah. and mine, you know, squatting yeah, Couch up. co-op is rare these days, that's really. That's not a thing. Oh, and gotcha. and that's, yeah. that, that would have to be a popular thing for, you know, you don't want to go to GameStop with your buddies, you know, your, your, your classmates after, after school to do something like it. I just I don't think it, it's it's appealing, and I, I just saw the video that you sent, um, Zach. It looks pretty cool, um, you know. But the other thing that makes me even more uh, concerned is they have to invest, reinvest more money into a bleeding company to do that. So they need that to pay off to have a shot, because and I don't know, they're gonna have to go further in the hole and hope to dig themselves out um, by doing that, because they're gonna have to add a bunch of TVs that they don't have, you know, the design of it. You know, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. They're they're trying, but um, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm assuming they, they, they have no choice. Markets, and then it succeeds. Yeah. They'll go. You know, they'll go. They, they have no choice because I thought, that, if I'm not mistaken, they were trying to look for a buyer for a while, and nobody wanted to take them on, and then they just Correct. they're just doubling doubling down, right? Pretty much. Well, they're cutting a significant portion of staff and stores to try to yeah. rebrand because you know, it's that problem that's has been discussed on a lot of other like podcasts and stuff where like, you know, in some towns there's GameStops that are like across the road from each other. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I've got, yeah. I've got GameStops that there's two here and I live in outside of Miami, not, you know, not that overly populated. And there's two that are, each of them are less than 10 minutes from my house in opposite directions. You know? Yeah. So it's like, it's a point. Yeah. Where I live, they used to have one, well, actually they had two in the same mall. Where one was called the downstairs GameStop and one was the upstairs GameStop. Yeah, same here. EB Games. Oh yeah. So uh, before, because I'm gonna win, I have a very, you know, I, I've thought a lot about this, and I, I kind of have, I, I obviously have opinions about what they're doing, and then I have a pretty strong opinion where if I was GameStop, what I would do, you know, instead of this, and I don't know if it's the right answer, but we'll talk about that in a second. But Adam, um, well, as a dad, like get way in, man. Like, what about your, your, um, like you, uh, I'm sorry, do you have more than one child or just, just one? Yeah. The boy who plays games. Yeah. Boy that plays games. How old is he? He is, Oh God, let me do the math. Eight. Eight. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, lend some perspective here. Well, I can do it from I'm a dad and I also used to work at GameStop and I still have friends and family who work at GameStop because, mm -hmm. you know, you never leave. Um, is this 
this is a cool thing. Like I said, you'll they'll probably do two or three stores, and you'll never see any more of these. This is going to make no difference. This would not get a kid into a into a GameStop. My son doesn't care. My son will sit at home. If he's going to play games, he'll stay at home and play games. Yes. Like yeah. digitally, he does not care. He doesn't hit, like if we go past one, he's like, oh, cool. Let me go look in there. But he's not asking to go to GameStop, and that mm-hmm. is not going to make him want to go to GameStop. No kids do. Like said, they'll sit at home and play Fortnite for free all day. Oh god. So like it it doesn't matter. And the thing is, like I said, I used to work. I worked at GameStop for like five years or something like that. Still got people there. It's fun. The people are good and everything. The company's in trouble, dude. They're what are they closing down? Two hundred stores or something like this? Mm-hmm. Like we said, this is a desperation act, but it's not going to matter. It's an unreliable business model, and clearly, it's not working. And like they're just doing anything they can, but it's not going to matter. I three years there'll be like twenty GameStops left in the world or something like that. You'll have like a New York GameStop and an LA GameStop, and that'll be it. It does feel a bit too little, too late. Like this doesn't feel <laughs> forward thinking. Like I, I mean, this feels like something that would have been hot shit, like in the infancy of online gaming, like back in the Xbox, like PlayStation Two days, right? Like yeah, you when had we were growing up, you know, like couch it co-op, been so cool. Um, yeah, how I many did, arcades are like booming and making billions of dollars? Like none of them, the, right? It's well, a very boutique niche alcohol. thing. That's cool. arcades, yeah, they are huge. Yeah, arcades now, for adults because go drink, but yeah. it's not like it's nothing they're doing. They're they're desperate. There's nothing they can do, even as a retailer. As it's just not going to work, and it it sucks because I like it. I used to work there. It was fun. You know, they're what? doing everything they can. None of this matters. Maybe they can start kinda... something like a PAX. It could be like could GameStop. What if they were like, you know, you know what might work, would work for them? I don't know that it would be feasible, but what if GameStop left like all their stores and GameStop was like instead like the, the section at certain retailers that sells video games? Like what if the section that sells video games at Best Buy was the GameStop corner, and you know, or at Walmart or some shit like you that? You can do that, but it's not GameStop anymore. It's just yeah, like yeah. we've got 100 employees across the entire world that just sell stuff with our shirts on. Like yeah. that stuff might stay around, but GameStop as a go to your local GameStop, that's not going to be a thing. And there's I, honestly, there's nothing they can do at this point. It's just it's a point. It's a it's a business model that doesn't make sense. Like if you can you can be a niche store, but you can't be a niche store with two thousand stores worldwide. Like that's not how yeah. that works. If, I, I also think they tried with the whole like when they made the move toward like trading and selling phones and stuff like that. And then, so, so, like memorabilia, thinking, like that you know, was little like, things. like yeah. the, when they overhauled where they have nerd stuff, merch, like yeah, yeah. was was uh, was kind of the first you know attempt I think at them trying to rebrand. So I, I, here here's my pitch to you guys. I, I'll try to keep this you know short because I know we're we're you know running uh, towards the end of the show here. But like it, you know, and I don't know that they would be able to. Pull, I think it's. I agree with you. I think it's too late. But if I was GameStop and I was facing the sort of digital age, right? Where the world is changing as rapidly as it has been, uh, getting harder and harder, you know, to get people in the store. Um, the first thing you do is what they're currently doing, which is you severely reduce the amount of stores that you have. Um, in fact, I would make the argument, unless you have a very large GameStop, like you potentially shutter most of your stores in lieu of finding bigger spaces. That's step one. Step two, um, I would would do a variety of programs, not just couch co-op and let's hang out, but I would do everything from tournaments to, and more importantly, like classes or courses where people could like kids could show up almost like a summer camp, learn how to do basic Twitch streaming, learn how to be a YouTuber where you have the equipment there, you charge a signup fee, you have somebody that's, you know, teaching them the ins and outs 
um, you know, how to make content and do that kind of, cause kids are into that kind of shit, right? Like, you know, like they want to learn and you sell the stuff that they would need there to do those things. Right. Like, um, in the store, I would also uh, court the shit out of game developers, right? Your, your two, your, t- um, fucking, uh, take twos and your gearboxes and whoever. And I would, I would have try to get them into the store all the time, showing off the latest and greatest. Hey, you want to play this game that's not out for another couple of months? Like, we got a representative here this weekend. Come out here and you know check out, uh, you know this this game for the first time. Play those games, and you still have obviously the TVs and the social spaces and things like that. Um, I I I think also something else that they could have done is you know uh kind of along the barcade model since we're the target demographic for that kind of nostalgic shit couch co-op and all that stuff like maybe have uh like a back room you know where it's adult only where you serve like be- like beard wine so you don't have to carry a liquor license and you know and maybe have something like that where uh like on a friday or saturday night you make it somewhere that people our age would actually come and hang out and talk nerd shit you know because we're more inclined to do that to than kids but um, I would take an approach like that where I'd have a huge space, like way bigger than a normal GameStop. I would have constant different events. I would, you know, have, like I said, classes, courses, things that people would, you know, buy a nominal ticket price for uh, or like, you know, sign up for and then have people uh, just multitude of reasons marketed to a multitude of different people and then like as i just having showcases there like like a mini packs you said zach that's what sparked that idea like how fucking cool would it be like if you could go check out a game um you know and chat with a somebody from you know a company like that and and to have have it available for just that you know day or two i mean i bet you'd pack a lot of these like in big cities especially pack a lot of these places out just to have the ability to play something like that yeah, that works if you have 40 stores worldwide. Yeah. Well, I guess that's severe reduction, right? Like, Yes. I mean, I at that point, would they even keep it open, though? If you're, as a corporation, we have 40 locations, mm-hmm. are they even going to bother? Yeah. I mean, I, it's, I guess it, it would. It sounds it would, awesome. I like the idea. I just, I, it's too late. Like, they should have yeah, geared toward no, this I, years ago if they 100% wanted. agreement with you, like. Um, I, I also, I don't know, like, I think it's the idea of selling like the digital codes, like has always felt like weird to me. Like, I know it's them trying to keep up with the digital feature, but, um, yeah, yeah even know. selling Amazon gift cards, like, like stuff like that was always weird. But the, I, when I used to work there, people were always like, that's weird. You have no idea how many people don't have debit and credit cards and just pay everything in cash. They're like, I don't put my money in the bank. I want to get this thing, but I refuse to get the debit card and they will just buy gift cards yeah i could see that i guess um tons of customers and an ungodly amount of people i also was on that side of town where it's like lower income but none of them had bank cards or credit cards they just had straight cash they're like i need to get my xbox live gold here's 60 bucks cash i'm like all right uh, it it does it also does it does it feel to you guys like they don't really quite know who their target demographic is either like because the other thing I saw was I would like love to know who tells them because between the selling... store videos which some of them were god awful uh, that's just they're well like retro games right they're talking about potentially making them retail locations for like rare collectible like retro games and stuff like that but who's like... gonna buy that and how often you know enough to sustain a business no way. You know, on like, a big scale, like Adam said, like as a niche thing, like sure, right? You know, which is what I was talking more about. But, um, but like, yeah, like it, it, it's like a like a across the board, like, um, I don't know. Yeah, yeah they don't. Nice they, to see. Oh, go ahead. 
Yeah, I just I think they just they can't offer anything that you can't get somewhere else in a better fashion and likely a cheaper fashion. That's that's it. They need to offer something that you can't get somewhere else. And an experience, it's not really enough. Not these days, anyways. When everything's digital, like you you know they have I don't know. Again, then, if they're targeting our age group, maybe. But like you have to you have to do something to get people, you know, to give people the incentive to buy like stuff there while they're there like you said like uh, you know even if i were to go hang out at a GameStop, am i gonna buy my game there like me personally yeah, probably, probably not, not. Like, yeah no and we we're more like choosy about what we buy it and when and like we space things out like you know i, I just uh, yeah I don't, I, I don't know i don't think that they can offer something something different something new that you can't get somewhere else like they're they're trying to give you a like you know they're, they're putting a bow on something that you can already get somewhere else. You know, that's that's the thing. They already tried with doing something new. It's the phone thing, the memorabilia stuff, and that obviously wasn't enough. So they're trying. It is sad. I'm not, by the way, I'm not of the, the group that's like, you fuck them good, blah, 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 blah. Like, I think this is like, it's sad, man. It's a bummer. I felt the same way about Blockbuster. Like, I, you know, and I saw the writing on the wall there with that company too, when they were basically making fun of Netflix, like, you know, and streaming, I was just like, oh, you guys are fucking idiots. Like you were yeah. taking the complete wrong approach to that. Like, um, cause I think at one point, maybe I'm wrong, but like, wasn't there a deal on the table where Netflix says, Hey, like, we'll, you know, partner and do all the digital stuff. If you guys will be the brick and mortar and blockbuster yeah. laughing them and said like, no, there's no future with that. It was with like, it was for like 50 million. Yeah. Or something like that. If I'm not mistaken. And now Netflix is, yeah, it's dumb. Um, and, and, and it sucks because like, I, I will still say this, like I, I will always chase the better deal for anything, anything that I can buy online, but it still feels good to buy something physically in a store. Like if you even go to a shopping mall, that's a whole nother thing that's dying too, right? If you go to a shopping mall, it's, it still feels good to buy something physically in the store and walk away for it rather than do it online and wait for it to come in, you know? Mm-hmm. But, but that feeling doesn't outweigh convenience, cost, you know, comfort, you know? So it's it's done it's it's not the only retail store that's gonna have that's gonna have a hard time you know and and but it's it's probably one of the ones that has the least to really hold on to because games are all digital now man yeah and not to mention that they can't even sell them some of them right because if i'm not mistaken sony uh doesn't allow anyone any third party to sell any of their content digitally right yeah i think they stopped that i think they don't let amazon gamestop so like they can't even get with some you know so they, they can't even sell any digital Sony content. So I, I might need to fact check that, but I, I could have sworn I heard something about that, that they can't, no third, no, nobody but Sony can sell their digital content. Hmm. What about consoles? I mean, do you think, uh, I think that'll extend the life, but do you think, uh, I mean, they, uh, it seems like that'll be, uh, you know, for from a consumer standpoint, uh, an odd thing to transition to, right? Because a lot of people get their consoles or trade in consoles like from, you know, GameStop, of course, you can purchase them at Walmart and Target and places like yeah. that. But um, that is probably the one the one thing that I will ever go to GameStop for is because usually whenever there's a next gen console, there's some sort of relatively solid trade in deal when you get rid of your old one. Um, I think I've done that with just about every system where you could save quite a bit by trading in the, you know, the prior version. But man, I'd be surprised if they offered some shit like that for the next <laughs> uh, for the next Project Scarlet or whatever, because I don't think they can afford that. I would. Well, I mean, right now they have a killer, or they did anyway. I don't know if it's still going, but like, I was tempted to upgrade my Switch to the oh, Switch, yeah, because it was like what oh, seventy five dollars. Yeah, it's like seventy five bucks, and 
you get a brand new switch with a better battery life, better processing power, you know, and I, my ultimate yeah. landed on no, because I, I'm curious to see if they have like an incremental upgrade similar to like the PS4 pro or Xbox, you know, one X, but um, so I, I think they've been more fair on the hardware side than like, for sure. That's traditionally been their best. Their, their biggest allure has been that like, that's mm-hmm. how I got my one X. That's literally the only thing that I've gone in for. But then I also kind of wonder how much money do they make? When they when when that happens, like you know, that's also a, like a you know a, a thing to get people into the store, right? Like I ended up coming with all the things that I traded in and all the deals that I put together. I paid like eighty dollars for my Xbox One X last year. You remember, right? Like you know, mm-hmm. I traded in like an old cell phone. I traded in my my One S. I don't know. I, what did they end up doing with that? Did they make any money off of that? Was it worth it? I don't know. I wonder how those things kind of play out for them in the long run. You've seen them try to do stuff on the game front too, where like they've had programs. Adam, you probably know better than me where like you could continue to trade in uh, games or swap games out, right? Like to encourage people to kind of buy into more of like a subscription model, right? Am I wrong there? Like, I remember there being a point where it's like, yeah, if you could buy stuff, you can return it within certain days if it's used. So we had a dude who just used $60 of a a one used game purchase and just used it for like a year because he just would always beat it within 10 days. Mm -hmm. There's weird stuff like that. But no, yeah, there was like, 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 I was like trained in like, um, it was like trading in like days gone within like the first weekend and you get your full no, credit. No, not even that. Like I feel it was like a game pack, like pilot program where I remember like, I don't think it ever went anywhere because I don't remember anyone yeah, ever talking about it. I, I, I remember you're not, thinking you're not like money. You're well, not I'm like, this is like but that. but it like well it was like a service fee thing, right? Where like uh, like almost like it was like imagine like you had like a card where like you paid, you know, your fee and then like you could check out like quote unquote, like a used game at a time and then you keep paying the fee and then you would just return the game that you had, you know, taken out of the store and played and then you would bring in another one, you know, but, but I think it was very specific in terms of like where you could pull those games from and if they didn't have what you wanted in stock and I don't know like what the selection was like and so I don't think it went anywhere. But I remember thinking, you know, like, oh, okay, like this is maybe a way that you can, you know, get people into the store and at least have, you know, some money coming into GameStop, like, you know, um, but like you said, I don't think it went anywhere. So I know that like, I remember Best Buy, because I used to do this with like the FIFA games would have a deal with like the yearly games, like the yearly sports games, uh, where if you traded it in, like, you know, you traded in, say, FIFA 18 uh, towards the pre-order of FIFA 19. Um, they gave you a certificate where basically it would come out to twenty five bucks to get the new surrender your so that was stuff like that would be cool, but I just don't know how much money they make off of that, you know. Cool. Well, uh interesting to see where this ends up going. I uh, I know we're running a bit long, so I'm gonna go ahead and uh wrap up. Um just no need to go into super detail. We'll just, you know, quickly touch on what we've been playing, obviously. Uh, for me, Gears, Borderlands three, I'll give more impressions, you know, in a later episode of that. Uh, Super Metroid and I uh, beat Quantum Break and quite enjoyed it. I'm sad that it took me that long. So, how about you, Adam? Oh man, I played so much; it's too much to count <laughs> since the last time we recorded. So, just like every, pretty much anything that came to Game Pass, um, like it's Dead Cells, Hollow. Well, I already owned Hollow Knight. Dead Cells, Hollow Knight, Gears, just like legit, probably like 15 games I've been playing since. What a great so, service, Game Pass. Yeah, yeah, the best, Bobby. I actually started playing Red Dead Redemption One. Uh, <laughs> did so you beat two? I did not. Uh, I uh, what the hell? I, I, went <laughs> I knew that uh, was coming. <laughs> yeah, I've been playing a lot of different things. I had the uh, free PlayStation Plus 
Uh, it's like the game pass, but it's worse. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, that was like one of the games that came up as games you might like. And I was like, sure, let me try it. Oh, Zach uh, is over I, there fuming. I've, I've been <laughs> enjoying it, but it's uh, it's oh my, it's clunky. Oh my god, riding horses. Oh my. Yeah, yeah you I, should probably just go back to the new one. Yeah, I thought about it. I was like halfway through, and I'm just like, yeah, well, I don't know why I'm doing this, but uh, I just wanted to see the experience. I could probably just watch a YouTube trailer uh, and experience all of it. But yeah, so I went back to that. That's what I've been uh, been playing. I tried cool. Borderlands Three and Gears of Five. I just downloaded, so hopefully by next, I'll uh, have more. Zach. How about you, buddy? Obviously, uh, Gears. Yeah, I've just I've mostly just been uh deep diving into Gears. Um, I really want to get the new Zelda game coming out tomorrow, actually. Um, but yeah, Gears has been it. Uh, I got Control, haven't played it yet. Um, really looking forward to trying that. But yeah, it's pretty much just uh just been Gears. I've been loving it. Sweet, sweet. And George, how about you, bud? Uh, man, I've just been playing. Breath of the Wild. Uh, I did also beat Quantum Break. Uh, that game was pretty cool. You know, it tries to not think they all quite work, but it was a fun game to play. Is it better than Sonic? And since, <laughs> everything is better than that shit, but Breath of the Wild. Yeah, I could t- <laughs> uh, Breath of the Wild's been a lot of fun, man. I finally just got really deep into that. I uh, just got the Master Sword working on the second temple now. Um, it's a little overwhelming, the amount of stuff like I-, I could do with a little bit less of those fucking seeds being around everywhere um it's definitely definitely a bit much um i did have to pull up like an interactive map to kind of see making sure i'm not missing some key things but but it's been cool it's been a fun little game all right well fun little a... game yeah i say <laughs> little is not the word i would use to describe it but uh <laughs> let's uh let's go ahead and do some quick plugs and get out of here uh, adam you have a new uh podcast uh specifically targeted around streaming shows talk just a bit about that man it's been cool yeah, new show, Streaming Giants. Me and uh, my buddy McKenna watch something on a streaming service and then review it you know, pretty quickly. Um, that's been fun. Some of those shows, very long. But <laughs> it's, still been a, it's still been a fun thing to get through. Gives me a, a reason to watch some of that stuff and just make a little quick podcast about it. So, yeah, Streaming Giants is available everywhere. I'll be, uh, I'm, I'm calling dibs if you don't already have a guest for El Camino. So. Yes, I've never watched Breaking Bad, so we need someone oh. else on there. Man, I've watched I've like three never, episodes. I've never seen it either. Yeah, it yeah I've seen it. a couple of episodes. You, you probably hit the same brick time. wall. Everybody hits the brick wall in the first season where they're like, "This show, I don't know, man." Everyone it raves about it. Yeah, it gets right, better man. with every season. You're absolutely right. I watched like an episode, then didn't watch it for a year, and then recommitted, and it was all downhill. Once the gas, once they hit the gas, Adam, like it doesn't let up. It's 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 like a perfect show after that, but it is it a is. bit of a bumpy start. Um, well, that's cool. Yeah, I'll definitely I would love to be on and uh, and talk some of that when it's, uh, you know, when it's out. Um, I, you know, obviously have my uh, my rental rush Twitch channel, and YouTube channel. So please uh, subscribe to that. Give a couple watches if you can. Uh, we have two episodes coming out in October to make up for uh, a little bit of lost time. Um, I should say two streams happening in October. Early October, we're doing a breast cancer awareness stream. It's a complete women's takeover. Going to be tons of different games. Um, 
we'll have a, a streaming uh, donation link in the uh, the Twitch, which will be really, really cool for a good cause. Uh, I'll talk more about that probably next week, uh, give some more detail. And then uh, our, our true Rental Rush episode for the end of the month in October is going to be The Last of Us. Uh, it'll be a spooky game for Halloween, spooky-ish game, because I have two people who know nothing about the game, never played it, and uh, I can't wait to see their reactions. Uh, so. That's going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, that's it for me. Uh, George, anything you want to plug? No, we got nothing. Zach? Uh, COD beta this weekend, uh, if anyone's interested, if you if you pre-ordered. I don't know if it's open or not, but... It's open uh, to Xbox One. Yeah, I saw my friend playing it today. Tomorrow, yeah, yeah I think so it's I'm, I'm pre-ordered today, Xbox Live tomorrow, yeah. Yeah. Mm, cool. Oh, yeah, that's it. That's what it is, yes. I'll be there. And uh, Mr. Miller, I know you have a Twitch I, channel and some other stuff. Yeah, I do. Uh, I've been very, very behind uh, with my daughter starting school. It's been rough. Uh, so driving her back and forth, I've uh, been missing a lot. Uh, but you can find me on Twitch at Robbie Bobby Miller. Um, and also uh, the Destiny 2 cross save. Uh, I'm hoping that comes to Stadia. I know everybody's getting Stadia. Oh, it is. Yep. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, Confirm. I'm hope- I didn't know if it was or not because I knew it was everything else. Uh, mm-hmm. But that was just something else I wanted to plug in. Yeah, crossplay hopefully will be not too far behind oh, it. They've God, said that they want so. to do it, so that'll be great. Well, speaking uh, of crossplay, it's in the COD beta this weekend too. I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm sorry. Oh no, 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 you're fine, man. No, yeah, that's that's a good point. Um, I'm hoping to see more and more of that, man. So, you know, uh, it's cool, and I see that they're sorting that by input device, not by um, platform, which is smart. Like so, nice. in other words, mouse and keyboard is matched with mouse and keyboard because you can play with mouse and keyboard on consoles. And then controllers, you know, um, or match with controllers. So that's uh, that's a cool way to do it. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. Yeah, I might check it out, man. Like, um, I this is the first COD in a while I've been curious about. So me too. Well, uh, guys, as always, a pleasure. Um, you know, I hope everybody has a, a fantastic uh, weekend and enjoys all the games, whatever it is playing. Uh, and all of you beautiful listeners, I hope you're having a blast here as we get into the fall season. We'll see you next week. Take it easy.